I'll say this for him, he's consistent. Well, he's been so consistent all year. Not the taste, consistency. Consistently, yes. Consistency! Thanks, losers. And we are back here at the Fantasy Football Consistency Show. As always, I'm Bob Lung from Big Guy Fantasy Sports. And on the other side of the glass, uh, and he's back this week, actually. I forgot last week, uh, Brandon Bowers, Dr. Brandon Bowers, uh, slipped in for a uh, little talk about the injuries out there and that. And uh, so Ron took a week off. And um, Ron, it's good to have you back. How you been, bud? I'm okay. Um, I'm definitely not a doctor. I definitely don't play one on TV. I don't play one on this podcast. So. <laughs> Right. Pretty big shoes to fill, but I'm going to I'm going to do what I can um, talk some consistency here. And I want to point out as well, we're getting ready to talk about, you know, the, the game that has the ball with the points. But we do have baseball playoffs going on. And I'd like to throw in my Tampa Bay Rays are up four to one tonight. Nice series tied one to one with the Yankees. So they're they're doing a little bit of work tonight. Hopefully they can get that two one lead before the night's over. Well, I'm sure the rest of America outside of the New York City area is rooting for you. Um, I know yes. I am. That's for damn sure. Uh, <laughs> nobody wants the Yankees to make the World Series again. We definitely want the Rays to knock them out. That would be fantastic. Of course, the only thing better if you do lose, which, you know, we don't want you to, is that whoever wins, I think, is going to play the Astros. And, oh, yes. isn't that going to be fun? And isn't that going to be a lot of talk? Like, see, we made it back anyway. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> but, it's already started. It's already all oh, over I'm the place. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. So, anyway, so, all right, we're back here. Got a lot to talk about. Week four happened. Um, still some crazy stuff going on. Still a lot of injuries. This week we lost Nick Chubb. We lost Austin Eckler, um, both for a significant amount of time. Maybe Eckler not as long as Chubb. Um, it's just, man, I, I just, as much as uh, we love football, man, these injuries are brutal. I mean, I'm digging into, like, starting Naheem Himes in leagues and Brian Hill and, um, you know, just any – you know, body with a heartbeat at this point at running back. Um, luckily, I usually draft pretty good depth at wide receiver. So, you know, that's been okay. Um, even though A.J. Green's really killing me this year, I really was hoping he would do a lot better. I don't know what the problem is with him and Burrow. I mean, I watched the Browns game. He got 13 targets and caught two passes or three passes. It was pathetic. Um, so, you know, that's that kind of stuff's going on. We'll talk about that. But, uh Overall, my team's not doing that well. Um, you know, usually I always say most of my teams are always around 500, you know, or, you know, and, and you want to stay there and then kind of make that move at the end of the year. And, you know, but I've got way too many teams at one and three and oh and four, not as enough teams at four and oh and three and one, um, a few in the middle, but I seem to be extremes almost all of them. I'm either three and one or four and oh, or I'm, one and three and zero oh and four. I don't think I'm two and two in hardly any leagues at all. Uh, the Kings Classic, one of the Kings Classics. I'm two and two, which is okay because that's only one game out of first, so I'm all right. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, how how are your leagues going? About the same. I've got a couple zero oh and fours up there. I don't think I've ever had one more than one league where I started zero oh and four. So that's definitely something new for me in all the years yeah, that I've played. No, but know I got a few of those. Got a couple one and threes. I got a lot that are five hundred, but I also. Have a few. I'm not four and zero in any of them, but I do have a couple that are three and one. It seems like more a few of the more important leagues. Not to say that they're not all important, but right. a few that I kind of spend a little sure. bit more time oh, on. Yeah, we all I'm do doing it, okay right. in those. I think King's Classic. I'm three and one 
in the snake. And I, like I was telling you off, um, you know, earlier today, I'm one in three in the auction, and I think I could possibly own the worst team that's ever suited up in the Kings Classic. <laughs> and I'm yeah. not kidding. And, and just to give you an idea, to, just to solidify that title, right. you were talking about the running backs you're starting this week. I am probably going to have to roll with Naheem Hines and J.D. McKissick as my starting backfield. Oof. Yeah, that's yes. rough. That is rough. Yes. yes. Yeah. Like you said, I think I have one that's Ronald Jones and Brian Hill are my two best, and that's not much better, but it's definitely better. Well, um, I, I, I would I would love to be <laughs> in this situation to have Ronald Jones as one of those guys. So <laughs> Right. Yeah, um, that whole situation is really ugly in Tampa, and God, I wish – I wish Leonard Fournette would have went somewhere else. I really think mm-hmm. that, I don't know. Anyway, we'll, we'll get to that maybe when we get to the running backs. All right, yeah. so let's get started. Uh, quarterbacks this week, Dak Prescott, huge game because he was so far behind against the Browns, which is not a phrase I have said often in my lifetime. Uh, but, you know, puts up 41 points. Brady has a great game as well uh, to play, come from behind. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has been hot. Uh, you know, 18 quarterbacks over the clutch factor of 21 and a half points last year for the year. The clutch factor was 19 and a half points. Um, so in 18 quarterbacks, and this is probably the, well, this is the fourth week. I'll bet you three out of the four weeks, there's been at least 16 or more over this 21 and a half point factor. It isn't going down. Um, it just seems to be sitting at about 21 and a half, which is super high, but everybody's throwing the ball. Uh, you know, defenses can't seem to hang at all offensively. Um, a lot of points being put up, especially with as many superstars that are out. Uh, a lot of, I guess a lot of the, uh, backups are not doing a very good job, especially on defense. So any surprises there quarterback wise, um, you know, this week that, like oh ah, nice to see him there um or just a surprise that uh, they didn't make the list which there's a few of those that are not pe- making people happy either well and to kind of speak to your point about defenses i know last week in the idp leagues that i play in injuries absolutely killed me in a couple of places because right. i had to keep adding guys and dropping guys so i can attest to what you're saying with the defenses i i would think that uh the guy that's probably surprised me I'll give you one that surprised me recently. I'll give you one that's kind of surprised me the most overall. Uh, most overall has got to be Josh Allen. I, mm-hmm. I think a lot of us thought Josh Allen would take a take a step forward. We liked the 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 fact that they added Stephon Diggs to that mix, but I don't think we thought he would come on like he has come on uh, overall. Complete for seventy percent of his passes, up from fifty eight percent last year. Only thrown one interception, which I think that is huge. Twelve right. touchdowns to one interception. Not turning the ball over there in Buffalo. They've got talent in the backfield. They've got talent for him to throw to, and he runs it a little bit. So he's probably my biggest surprise overall. I would say for my week, it was kind of shocking. And and are my eyes deceiving me, or do I see Sam Darnold <laughs> there uh, with a clutch game, kind of in the top ten there? That was a yeah. little bit surprising to see that as far as what Sam Darnold was able to do with the uh, absolute uh, just garbage pile that the Jets have been. Mm-hmm. But he did, it looks like what he threw for, let's see here, 230 yards, didn't turn the ball over, completed 70% of his, or got had a 70 rating. So 
I don't know. He did score a rushing touchdown, so I guess that's where he kind of earned the clutch game. Yeah, so. he had like a 55-yard run or a 60-yard yeah. something weird. He did. You know what? I do remember seeing yeah. that. Yeah, that was so that's where on. I think okay. he got a lot yes. of points because, you know, yeah. one rushing point is two-and-a-half equivalent for passing. So, yeah. you know, that 50-yard run is like equivalent of like an 80-yard run. and then you th- So that's eight points plus the touchdown is six yeah. okay. instead of four points for passes. So you got 14 points there from that alone. So – Probably a little bit skewed, but then I heard he got hurt, and Joe Flacco could start this week. Well, that's what I was. That's what I was going to say. So before, you, before, based on what I just told you, don't run out and go add, yeah, right. add Sam Darnold this him, week. Right. I know everybody's sitting at their at their on their waiver wire right now, getting ready to do that. Joe Flacco's in there. So what that tells me is, I'll give you a little foreshadowing to the consistently cashing this week. You are going to see the Arizona Cardinals defense in every mm. single lineup. That's probably going to be in DFS this week. Gotcha, gotcha. Ooh. Yeah. There you go. A little preempt there for this weekend show. So we'll tease for you. Yeah, exactly. So we got our first uh, accumulative year to date consistency stats. Uh, of course, anybody can get this. All you have to be is a member of the website. So go to Big Guy Fantasy Sports, become a VIP access member, and you can go and get the consistency report for all four positions. And you can download them right into Excel. And then you can sort them and look at them however you want. It's great stuff. This is what we use. So you can just use what we're using. But anyway, uh, four uh, perfectly consistent quarterbacks through the first four weeks. Josh Allen, you aforementioned. Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes, no surprise. Even Rils- even Murray, I think we saw coming up. Wilson had a terrible year. I did not expect a lot, especially this kind of it. But here's the only thing I'm going to say. Last year, Russell Wilson started out 5 of 6 and then went like 50% the rest of the year. So mm-hmm. we'll see if this continues. We'll see if teams catch up to him. Um, you know, they don't have a running game. Um, you know, well, I shouldn't say that they do have a running game. Carson's been good, but you know, he always seems to get banged up, fumbled. We'll see how that stays in place. Um, you know, Kyler Murray, I mean, Mahomes, we expect, uh, so they're all perfectly consistent. Can't see any of them really slowing down at this point. I think the biggest surprise is what we got here at 75%. Gardner Minshew, uh, is ninth overall, which is even more surprising. Uh, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott. Now, Prescott last year, you know, number two overall, consistency was there. We expected that. But I think it's more of a product of their defense being so bad that mm-hmm. he's got to throw the ball this much just for them to stay in games, as we saw against the Browns this past week. Aaron Rodgers obviously playing with a chip on his shoulder. I mean, he's already made comments about how pissed off he is and how everybody doubted him. And, you know, you know, so uh, – so you can see what that's happening. Tom Brady, I mean, you know, we expected this again. Their defense isn't very good. Uh, the amazing thing, he's doing this with his wide receivers being hurt like every other play. Uh, you know, he's throwing to Scotty Miller and now Cameron Brake because O.J. Howard's out. Um, I think they said all four of their top receivers were missing from practice this week. We don't know mm-hmm. if Evans is playing. We don't know if Godwin. I uh, know Godwin's already listed as out, I think. Um, Scotty Miller, I mean, you know, all these guys are hurt. So it's amazing that he's been doing this well with the limited uh, appearances of his top receivers uh, as well. Um, And also our old-time favorite, Ryan Fitzpatrick, because we kind of knew that as long as he's throwing the ball and Miami's behind, which is every game, he's going to be up there. So 14th in total points, but 75% consistency. Uh, Any – I mean, any – Big surprises to you outside. I mean, we all love Minshew, except when he's on my Madden team. But uh, 
Other than that, he's he's looked good. Well, to to kind of confirm what you said, yeah, Chris Godwin is for sure out. And I have a share of Mike Evans in a league, and he has the questionable tag, so it could be a whole lot of well, and filling it's tomorrow in. night game. So that I think that's why yeah. they're even oh, more questionable go. is that it's tomorrow night. So you know, if he's not practicing today, you kind of have to worry yeah. that he's even going to play tomorrow night. So well, of course, does, of course, you, you, you know, Tom Brady's going to figure something out. He's going to make somebody a superstar for this week. So right. that's yeah. kind of that's kind of what he does. Um, I would say kind of in that range, I, you know, it's it's kind of I, I don't want to say it's surprising, but I think that when you if you're an NFL fan, whether you like these guys or not, it's always good to when we have great players playing well, it makes the game more fun. I have a lot of friends that are Packer fans, my wife's side of the family, mm-hmm. including my wife are Packer fans. So it's cool to see Aaron Rodgers play well. Yeah. But also, too, it's awesome to see. A guy that we'll talk about in the tight ends, Robert Tanyan, uh, Indiana State Sycamore graduate Robert Tanyan. There you go. Doing what he's doing for the Packers. So that's extremely, extremely cool. Um, but I would say, I, I don't I don't know if it's necessarily Gardner Minshew. We thought he was going to be a top 10 guy. I think I, we kind of thought maybe he'd be like in that 13 to 15 range. But, mm-hmm. I mean, they have a talented receiving core. You know, we talked right. about that a little right. bit before the season. And, and LaVisca Chenault, I think, is, is going to be a, a star. I think he's going to really form a nice little outside tandem. With DJ Chark there, DJ Chark picked up right where he left off. He did miss the game because of injury, mm-hmm. came right back, scored touchdown last week. So I think he's a little bit of a surprise. You know, Ryan Fitzpatrick is kind of up there for the same reason that Dak Prescott's up there because he slings it, but hasn't yeah. thrown as many interceptions as we're used to seeing. But he's has also had some really good matchups, too. It, looks, it feels like I've been looking at Ryan Fitzpatrick on waivers just about every week in a couple of leagues, and I pop him off there because he has a good matchup, and it ends up working out for me. I actually started him in a league over – Patrick Mahomes last week just because I was afraid that right. the game wouldn't happen and it ended up mm-hmm. working out. I ended up winning big. So yeah. he, he's a guy that I think is a little shocking at number 10, but you can understand just with the volume that he gets why he's up there. So in King's Classic, I think I told you the story. So I had the same issue. I was worried about Mahomes. So I put Jared Goff in because why? Because he's playing the Giants. What, what, a, what a great idea. Uh, then he only stores 12 points. And I'm like, oh, God. Well, luckily, my opponent – had to start because I think he had Cam Newton. He had to start um, Mullins, the the quarterback for San Francisco. Is that Nate Mullins? Mullins? Nick Mullins. Yeah. So (laughs) he got like five. (laughs) Yeah. Um, In fact, he actually got up to about nine or ten, and then back-to-back interceptions and fumbles. He had like two interceptions and a fumble. And he that was minus two, so he went back down to like five or something like that, or maybe it was four. He lost four points, so he went from nine to five. And then they took him out and put in somebody else. I forget who the, they put in for Mullins, but anyway, um, yeah, so it was brutal. But uh, um, so anyway, so let's move on to the running back position and uh, big week. Finally, we got a, a big week out of Joe Mixon. Um, I don't have Joe Mixon in in a lot of teams. Um, the one team, which is my local, uh, I'll call it big money. It's not huge money, but it's it's big money for me. Um, league that I've always done very well in. Really, just it's just always been my favorite league locally, just because I always win or always make the playoffs uh, and always win some money. Uh, but sadly, I drafted Joe Mixon and Nick Chubb. Uh, now at the time, it sounded brilliant. The fact that I even got Joe Mixon and Nick Chubb in the first two rounds is disturbing. But because I was thinking that that would never happen in a real league, but this is local league. So, you know, you you get that. But of course I'm one in three 
or no, I'm actually 0-4 uh, because Chubb has been the only one that done anything. Mixon did it this week, but then Chubb went down, so it wasn't enough points, and I lost because I played against Aaron Rodgers. Um, so there we go. So that's not going well in that league. But Joe makes a great week. Uh, Dalvin Cook, we knew that. If you remember from Colby and I's show uh, this weekend, um, we the over it was the over-under of how many carries before Dalvin Cook would actually get a touchdown because we were talking about the touchdown thrive uh, game. And uh, it, it was a 120 points for over 0.5 rushing touchdowns for Dalvin Cook. And he says, it's not a question of whether we pick it. It's a question of how quickly it happens. So we were decided, I think it was seven carries. I don't even know how, how quickly it was before he scored, but yeah, it was pretty quick. Um, you know, Melvin Gordon, Chris Carson, uh, you know, so some of the regulars up there, I think the surprise is when you get into the Antonio Gibson's, Jarrett McKinnon's, Mike Davis's, Latavius Murray, who scored more points than Alvin Kamara this week. Um, you know, Ronald Jones up there, which, you know, is helping some of us. Chase Edmonds filling in for an injured Kenyon Drake. Um, luckily, I do have him in a few leagues, uh, in a couple of dynasty leagues, in fact. Um, hope I get to play him because I could use him. <laughs> um, but let's take a look at the year to date here as we're about halfway through showtime here. Um, a lot of guys at the top, a lot of perfectly consistent, a lot of guys we expected. Kamara, uh, Dalvin Cook, Ezekiel Elliott, um, and even – um, and I won't even go to, the, you know, there's two guys that are two for two, McCaffrey and Mostert. I mean, again, won't get into that because they've been injured. But Clyde's Edward Hilaire, also four for four. No surprise there. I think everybody expected him to have a, uh, you know, pretty consistent year based on just playing it at offense. Uh, but the surprises are um, Kareem Hunt. And and he remember, he's earned these even with Chubb in until halfway through the last game. Um, but Jared McKinnon four for four is it the fact that Jared McKinnon is in the right place at the right time with the right guys not playing <laughs> in Mostert, and you know the fact that San Francisco's defense is pretty bad now because they lost Nick Bosa and Solomon Thomas. Um, is this more of him having to be more involved in the offense versus him being that good? Well, I think it's it's part of it too. Is he's it's kind of a last man standing scenario as well. Right. I mean, Jeff Wilson Jr.'s in there also, and he actually had a touchdown a week ago. But you know, with Mostert being out, with Tevin Coleman being out, right. with all the receivers they're missing, George Kittle was out for a game there. So I think it's just kind of he's the last body there now. Not to burst the bubble that we have with Jarek McKinnon because I think you'll still see him involved. But Raheem Mostert's pretty close to coming back from what I hear. I do have a couple shares of him. I don't know mm-hmm. if he's going to be back this week, but I'm, it's looking like at least in a couple weeks he's going to be back, so right. that could change a little bit. But I think you still see McKinnon added in the in the mix there, You know, especially if Coleman's out. They're going to have to have another guy in there. So right. he, he may not get the touches that he's getting now, but he'll still be a useful piece, I think, especially like if he's right. more like maybe a 12-team flex play. I think that's right. a pretty good place for him when Mostert's back. Well, and you have to think that San Francisco is going to be smart it, when they bring Mostert back to mm-hmm. take it easy, you know, probably keep him on some kind of snap count, you know, um, you know, try him out, let him run a few, you know, a series, and if he runs well, let him rest. You know, I think that would be the smart thing to do for everybody. Well, 
And look, too, and you got to think, too, Kyle Shanahan, you know, remember what he did with Tevin Coleman and Devontae Freeman Mm -hmm. in Atlanta. And so he's going to, you know, you know, he wants to get those backs involved. You know, he wants to run the ball and throw to him out of the backfield. So he's going to find a way to get it done. And I think just about anybody they plug in there, if he's calling the right plays, is going to be successful in that role. Yeah, they usually are. Um, As we head down the list um, past the 100 percent, we get into the 75 percent. Again, a lot of big names. Chris Carson, Melvin Gordon, Todd Gurley, David David Johnson, Derrick Henry, James Connors, Miles Sanders. Well, I guess they're in 67 percent, but still. um, No surprise here. I suppose, you know, the two that, again, it's early in the year, so they're not hurt yet. And again, these are the two guys we thought would be injured earlier than later. Gurley and David Johnson, both. Again, not setting the world on fire. Johnson's 23rd in total points. Gurley's 19th in total points. But they're getting at 10, 12 points a week. 75% consistency. You know, again, I right now, <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'd kill to have these two guys on my team because, one, they're healthy. Two, they're actually being consistent. So they're they're golden at this point in my mind. Your thoughts? Well, and I I play in a, a a keeper league that we went from twelve teams to ten teams, and now we're at eight. We're kind of struggling to find mm. people to get in it. So, I have Todd Gurley in that league, and I started him last week over Joe Mixon. So Joe Mixon was oh, on my bench with thirty seven oh. points. But a guy that I played had a couple of guys he had to plug and play as far as injury didn't work out for him. So I ended up winning. So it ended up working out. But Todd Gurley had a couple of touchdowns last week. Yeah. But the problem with Todd Gurley is once Atlanta starts to get down, it seems like they go away from him a little bit and they favor mm-hmm. Edo Smith and, and Brian, Brian Hill. Hill a little right. bit more. Yeah, so that's going to be the only problem with him is he, you probably can't expect more than I'd say about maybe 15 to 18 touches a game for him. So he's going to be one of those guys that if he doesn't get in the end zone, right. it's probably going to be a game where he's going to have maybe 16 carries, 17 carries, maybe 70 yards useful but it's not what you want from a guy that no, you're probably not earning a catch claim right exactly no, not at all right. yeah if he's not in the end zone he's not going to be three for four that's for sure right at the 75 percent though we have some surprises james robinson mike davis uh antonio gibson uh even deandre swift which i didn't realize was doing that well even though he's 33rd in total points still not doing too badly in the in the four games he's um, I think he just. I think he had one really bad game. I think he had like zero or two or something. Uh, all of those guys not doing too badly. I don't have any of them because I, you know, I don't draft rookies. Um, James Robinson came out of nowhere. Yeah. You know, yeah, Jonathan Taylor is a guy that if I could have got, but you know, I didn't pick him in the fourth round. You know, because I thought Marlon Mack would be playing <laughs> right now. So, um, so. You know, good players there. I think, you know, the disappointing thing is some of the guys that are further down that are not doing as well as we thought, um, you know, like Fournette changing teams, Kenyon Drake 50%, uh, Singletary 50%, uh, Eckler was 50%, uh, Chubb was 50%, only because he probably, you know, he only really had one bad game and then got hurt early in that game. So that that's kind of a, you know, not strike against him, but... You know, Josh Jacobs, two for four. Uh, Mixon, two for four. But yet they're seventh and eighth in total points. I mean, those two guys, you know, have had some great games, Jacobs, in the first week. But consistency's not there. And, you know, it's really been hurting, you know, a lot of the other ones. I think another really disappointing one to me uh, is Mark Ingram. Um, You know, he's one for four. 
And the thing is, J.K. Dobbins is also one for four. So it's not like J.K. Dobbins is really stealing anything from him. They're just not running the ball well. Is is it an offensive line problem? Is it teams have figured this, you know, his defense has figured the Baltimore Ravens out? Because Kansas City certainly looked like they did. And then, you know, even this past week, yeah, I mean, there was there was a lot of touchdowns, but it wasn't a lot of fantasy points scored, especially on the running game uh, with Ingram or Dobbins. Um, you know, what's going on in Baltimore? I don't know. I haven't seen them, but I mean, one of the guys that we didn't really talk about at quarterback either was uh, Lamar Jackson. Jackson, And and I believe Lamar Jackson, if I remember right, he's down around number 14 as far as, uh, as far as clutch games. He's, he's, he's a guy, he's one of those guys we talk about that you got to scroll. Yeah. He's eighth in total points, but from a consistency standpoint at 50%, yeah, he's not even top 12. So there's got to be something there that, and I, I don't know if it's maybe you know what you said as far as defenses are able to to key on them a little bit because another guy too that, that we haven't talked about wide receivers yet, but I thought a guy that I like going in was Hollywood Brown. I thought he'd take another step, and he's had a couple couple good games and then a couple no shows. So right. got to be something there because I mean I would have thought at least as a committee, you know maybe if you have Dobbins or maybe if you have Ingram, I don't think that there was going to be one lead guy. But I would have thought you would have got more out of them just based upon them splitting carries between those two guys because they're both super talented. Right, right. No, definitely. And, you know, I have Mark Ingram in my touchdown league. And last year he was obviously big for me because I think he rushed for at least 12 touchdowns. Uh, And this year I think he has one. You know, the first week they let J.K. Dobbins get both the rushing touchdowns. He hasn't done anything since that week. And I think Ingram's gotten one touchdown because I've been starting him because I'm like, I don't have much else because I had Saquon Barkley. And that, obviously that's done. So, um, but anyway, yeah, that that's that hurts. All right, let's move on to the wide receiver position. Um, as I mentioned before, wide receivers just going crazy this year. Every week, well over the 36 average in clutch games this past week, I think was 45. You know, they've been around there, 44, 45, 46 every week. So a lot of receivers scoring over that, uh, you know, 10 and a half, 11 point threshold i thought the threshold would go up because there's so many but there's obviously a lot less below <laughs> because it's not really going up that much um a lot of 100 percent guys so far this year now this is four for 400 percent guys deandre hopkins amari cooper stefan diggs tyree kill dk metcalf terry mclaren cd lamb dj chark uh or no, i'm sorry dj chark is three for three so lamb was the last one now what do we see that's similar with most of these guys? Oh, that's right. They all are pretty much right up there with the top four guys at quarterback. We've got Arizona, Dallas, Buffalo, Kansas City, Seattle. There you go. Outside of Terry McLaren is really the odd person out um, at four for four because this quarterback obviously stinks because they benched him and they're going to start Kyle Allen. That's how got that's how bad it's gotten for Dwayne Haskins. And the funny thing is I literally was arguing with an Ohio State fan, of course, uh, locally, who was like, oh, you know, Haskins just needs some time. This is his year. He's going to – I'm going to tell – you know, he's – and he sucks. Uh, <laughs> play simple. <laughs> um, so they're at four for four. DJ Chark, Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, Jamison Crowder, Corey Davis, uh, Kenny Galladay, and Chris Godwin are either two for two or three for three at 100%. Obviously, injuries have been hurting all of them. To me, the biggest surprise in all of this group is Corey Davis. And now he didn't mm-hmm. play last week because of the COVID thing. But is, is he pulling a Devontae Parker on us? Could this happen again? 
could we have this, you know, Lazarus back from the dead scenario for another receiver this year after Devontae did it last year? Could this, could Corey Davis be doing this? Is this for real? Because obviously the other uh, wide receiver that we thought was going to be up there, and I literally blanked on his name, A.J. Brown, yeah. uh, is nowhere to be found. So. I mean, it's pos- It's possible. I mean, it, you know, when you know, we you talk about your love of rookies on here all the time, and 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 I I did something a f- couple of years ago, but and I don't have the stats off the top of my head, but I remember the conclusion that I came to was first round wide receivers do not play like first round round wide receivers at least for two to three years. Well, Corey Davis has been in the league. I, this is either his third or fourth year, right. so maybe he's starting to come around and maybe he's starting to figure it out. It seems like to me that's of of the positions you need to learn as a rookie. That's got to be the hardest one by far to learn just right. with everything that you have to do, the routes you have to run, the coverages you have to recognize, you know, and, and doing all that with having the, an elite athlete across from you trying to prevent you from doing all that. So right. it's pretty, it's a pretty big deal. It's, and it's kind of, and that kind of leads me, you know, to CD lamb, who's right. I, I think say, a little right, bit yeah. surprising in that top 20. Um, you would have thought that you'd see um, Michael, Michael Gallup. Gallup up there right. before, because Amari Cooper is our boys up there at number, number two. So, I, I mean, I'm not going to get too ultra excited about Corey Davis, but I think if he stays consistent like this, I don't think that's too big of a shocker. I mean, you, you know, he came out with a pretty high pedigree first round pick, so could be putting it all together. We'll see. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, Tannenhill, um, we didn't get to him, but he was 67% consistent so far this year, uh, which is, you know, certainly nice. So. You know, and he was fairly consistent last year, if you remember. Once he took over, I think he was 70% consistent uh, through the, the 12 games or whatever that he played. So, you know, uh, I guess, like you said, the biggest surprise is where in the world is A.J. Brown? I mean, he's not even – I can't even find him on the list. <laughs> uh, I'm looking. I'm looking. I do not see – I'm all the way down to 81st place. Did AJ Brown get hurt? And I just didn't realize. I was going to say I don't think that he's been healthy. I don't have any uh, shares okay. of him. I'm going to yeah, look him up right now. I don't now. either. Yeah, you look him but up. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. think that he's even played. He's played in one game. He's okay. played All right. game, that's why five catches. All right. So he has been hurt. Thirty-nine right. yards. Well, so then he that's was targeted why targeted eight Davis times is... in that game. He played in in week one, but he hasn't played since week one. Okay. All right. And that's why Corey Davis is probably doing better than we expected. Seventy-five uh, percent. A lot of the stars: Calvin, Calvin Ridley, Tyler Lockett, Adam Thielen. Allen Robinson, Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, Tyler Boyd, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Devontae Parker, uh, Will Fuller, Cole Beasley. If you all remember from last year, I said Cole Beasley. He was in the guide. Cole Beasley was, you know, just a, a Julian Edelman for Josh Allen, you know, <laughs> and, and he's exactly what that's what he's been. He caught a touchdown this past weekend. Um, he's on my team in the Madden League. So he's been, he runs great routes. I'm just going to tell yeah. you. Uh, anyway, I have him all over the place, all over the place. Yeah, no, and then I, I wish I would have drafted him more, but I kept, you know, I was like, oh, I, yeah, I, you know, I, I should have drafted more. I didn't take my own advice. I mean, it's not like I, looking at him and just didn't take him. I probably saw somebody else that I liked as a better choice. I don't know who that would have been at the point, but um, probably Emmanuel Sanders, which I should have taken Beasley, even though Sanders has been doing better. Um, you know, but. As we kind of look at the wide receivers, I think the thing I would do want to talk about is some of these guys who are not having good years that we expected. Uh, you know, Jarvis Landry's two for four. Julio Jones, one for three. Uh, 
Darius Slayton, one for four. DJ Moore, one for four. I mean, DJ Moore was, I'm pretty sure, a drafted as a top 12 uh, wide receiver. Now, I don't have any shares of because I didn't believe in him being top 12 with Teddy, Teddy Two Gloves. So I don't, you know, I, I, I don't want to say I'm right, but the numbers say that I am. Uh, there's Michael Gallup, one for four. Um, trying to see if anybody even – Marvin Jones, one for four. That's a big surprise. Brandon Cooks, one for four. Brandon, Brandon Cooks is probably the one that hurts me the most because, yeah. you know, getting getting Brandon Cooks, who I anticipated to be right there as wide receiver one with Will Fuller in – who knows, maybe with Bill O'Brien getting right. fired, maybe they'll try to look to get him involved a little bit more. But put at, Brandon Cooks put up a, a flat-out goose egg last week. Did nothing. Yeah. Zero points. Yeah. And, you know, and the thing that probably is most depressing, luckily I didn't draft, you probably drafted him more than I did, but I know I drafted A.J. Green more than anybody. He's 0 for 4, and T.Y. Hilton's 0 for 4. I mean, that is devastating because two of those two guys should be wide receiver threes at worst, and they're not even in the top 75 hardly. I mean, that's pathetic. And they've played all four games. And I watched. I mean, I watched AJ Green against the Browns. He just couldn't connect with Joe Burrow. So I, yeah, I don't know. It's it's. I'm hoping that at some point they'll start syncing up. Um, you know, AJ Green runs like he's okay. I, I don't get it, and I don't get why T.Y. Hilton isn't clicking with with uh, Philip Rivers, especially since didn't Paris Campbell get hurt? Yeah, Paris Campbell's yeah. Uh, out. He was out week right. two. Got hurt on one of the his first touch. Gained nine yards, and he was done. Um, it, it's it's been a love love fest for Mo Alley Cox at tight end. Right, yeah, last yeah. couple of weeks between him, between Philip Rivers and his targets. So I'm not sure what the what the issue is with uh, T.Y. Hilton either. Maybe it's just building that chemistry. I guess you know the off season was a little bit different. So right. you know you get used to Andrew Luck for so long. You know, maybe it's a situation right. where that's that's the issue. Um, you know, Jacoby Brissett, say what you want about Jacoby Brissett, but Jacoby Brissett has been there. You know, right. he's familiar with T.Y. Hilton as well. So yeah. it, that's got to be what it is. Um, I, unfortunately, haven't got to watch my Colts play a whole lot. But right. also, too, I know they want to get the ball in Jonathan Taylor's hands quite a bit as well. Well, yeah, and that's been successful. Their defense has been very good. I know they're one of the top defenses uh, in giving up the fewest fantasy points in a lot of categories. Uh, Browns play them this week. It'd be interesting, you know, we don't have Chubb, so it's Kareem Hunt and, uh, and the new guy. Um, I can't remember his name. Dearness um, Johnson, a popular waiver pickup for myself yes. this week. Yeah, yeah, guys are... And, and also and also a local kid, an Immokalee kid as well, so cool oh, to see that. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, it sounded like he did good. I tried to pick him up at King's Classic. I bid, like, I don't know, 15, 20 bucks, somewhere around there. Not even close. I think he no. went for 45 and one and it, 38 in the other. Yeah, it cost one. One I needed him more than the other, so I went after him with forty-five and one, and the other one I bid thirty-seven, and I did not get him in that one. I think he went for forty-two, wow. if I remember right. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so I didn't get either one, but oh well. Um, so let's uh, wrap it up here. We've got about ten minutes left. Uh, let's go to the tight end position. Uh, if you remember, early in the year, tight ends um, very high points first few weeks. We had our clutch factor somewhere around eleven and a half. That has come back to reality and is back now in the nine and a half area. But even with that, surprisingly, drop off has also occurred in the number of clutch games earned, not going up, which is surprising. So week one, I think there was like 16 or 18 uh, t- 
tight ends, 11 and a half clutch factor, still 18 of them over. Last, you know, like week two, I think it was about 16 over. Well, all of a sudden that, that has dropped down to about nine and a half this week. Interestingly enough, only nine tight ends went over the, over that clutch factor. Uh, the average is usually around 12. So, you know, we're, we're getting back to the average here. Uh, George Kittle, monster week, 15 catches, 100-some yards, touchdown. But let's talk about your boy, Robert Tanyan. I'll, I'll just let you take it from here. Uh, hometown pride uh, from your college, I think you said, right? Yeah. He, he would join um, – he's, he's working his way up to join that Mount Rushmore of Indiana State that I always refer to. <laughs> you know, we have myself, the legendary Lenny Melnick is an ISU ah, grad as well. There People we go. forget that. We've okay. got that guy named Larry Bird. Uh, Sean Manaya, who pitches for the Oakland Athletics, okay. is on there. Yeah, I know that. But man. I think Robert Tanyan might be up there, you know, giving Sean Manaya a little nudge, wanting to move up there and, and be next to Mr. Melnick and myself. Yeah. But yeah. Al- always cool to see that because I-, I believe he's the most successful. He definitely had the most successful NFL game of any Indiana State grad. You don't <laughs> think of Indiana State being a hotbed for nope. college football. They have improved quite a bit over the last, I'd say, eight to ten years, though they used right. to be on Sports Center because they had one of the longest active losing streaks in the country. I think they lost 37 straight at one point, Ooh. however many seasons that is. And yeah. they finally, because they made Sports Center because they broke that streak. So um, nice. had three touchdowns last week, had one the week before. He's, he scored every every week except week one. And he's building that confidence with Aaron Rodgers. And yeah. if you can do that with a guy like Aaron Rodgers, especially as pissed off as he is this year, right. that's going to benefit him. And he's only missed one target. He went five for five in week three. He went six for six in uh, week four last week and almost hit the 100-yard mark. So he's yeah. an athletic kid. He runs solid routes. He's just a, he's just a solid uh, football player. And I think he's mm-hmm. going to continue to get that ball because he's building that rapport with Aaron Rodgers and he's building that trust with Aaron Rodgers. It's especially, I think another thing that's helping him is Devontae Adams. Well, game sure. Well. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, and it is too. But, you know, the thing is amazing about all of this is that just a year or so ago they drafted this jace sternberger as a pretty high draft pick if i remember might have been a late first round or second at, at worst and this guy was supposed to be the second you know coming of jimmy graham and and all this stuff and all of a sudden he's is he even on the team i mean tanya just jumps right in front of him and becomes a god and i i if i'm him i'd be like i quit <laughs> you know Obviously, uh, I'm not as good as I think I am, but yeah, good for this uh, Robert Tanya. And I'm I picked him up um, in one of the Kings Classic leagues uh, last week and started him. Actually, that was the league that I had Jared Goff in, uh, so he actually pretty much helped me win that week. Uh, so we we thank him and we a tip of the hat to the Indiana State boys. Uh, what what is their what is their mascot? The Sycamores, which I believe they are still the only college in the United States that has a tree for a mascot. Well, I thought Stanford was named after a tree. Well, they're the cardinal, though, but I don't know if it's like I don't know if that's oh. an actual like. Yeah, they're 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 mass. Well, see, the funny part about that is their name is not necessarily a type of tree, but they have the tree as their mascot. Oh, that, we okay, are the that's... sycamores, but we have a mascot that is a blue coyote named Sycamore Sam or a fox, gotcha. or something like okay. that. So figure Very that confusing. out. Confusing. <laughs> yeah, like, right. <laughs> yeah, because I always remember Stanford having this dumbass Christmas-looking yeah. tree. Yeah, um, I don't know what the, I don't know what the story is behind that. All right, so the Sycamores, good for them. We're rooting for the Sycamores. R- R- Robert Tanya can take me to a Kings Classic Championship. I'm all <laughs> in. All right, so six minutes left. Uh, obviously, top of the list um, as expected. Travis Kelsey, four for four, first in total points. Um, just 
only five points ahead of Tanyan. Uh, so, yeah, it's close. Uh, Tanyan has another big week uh, like that over Kelsey. I mean, Kelsey barely snuck in with only 10 points this past mm-hmm. week. That's huge. Uh, well, and he was doing. another guy that I benched, too, because the game potentially being right. canceled, and it really didn't hurt me that much. But no, also, right. too, you know, anytime a team's playing New England, you got to think the Belichick's got yes. something up his sleeve to right. slow those guys down, and that's right. kind of what happens. Exactly. In fact, what we were doing to prop bets, the my my pop, prop bet best bet of the week was was Patrick Mahomes under 295 yards passing. Because I said, mm-hmm. it's Belichick. His goal mm-hmm. is to take the best player out of out of the sink. If somebody else beats them, fine, but they're going to take the best player out. And that's, a, I think, what, at 236 yards passing? Uh, so, yeah, so definitely you always have to be careful with, with New England as long as Belichick is coaching. Um, there's only two perfects. Uh, Kelsey's four for four. John New Smith, three for three. Obviously didn't play last week due to COVID issues. Not him, but the team. Uh, like I said, Tanya. And, and, and potentially may not play this week either. Oh, yeah, I've heard more more cases or something. Mm-hmm. They're up to 20, 24 cases now, so it's not looking good for the Titans this week And did well, I hear so. that it was because they held their own practice uh, outside of the team organized practices? And that, that I hadn't read, but I, yeah. you know, there's got to be something to this. So. Yep, yep, they, they said so they, somebody admitted that they held their own practices for some reason, no mass, no nothing, and then they all caught it. So anyway, um, Darren Waller. Robert Tanyan, 75%. Noah Fant, 75%. Hunter Henry, 75%. You know, I, I, we've already talked about Tanyan, but, you know, those nobody, no surprises there. I mean, I think Fant is a surprise to me because I wasn't sure how he would. But when you realize that they're in their second-string quarterback at this point, you know, who are they going to throw to? They always throw to the tight end, so you got to expect that. But that's the thing. After that, there is nobody even at – Two-thirds, it's 67%. It's all 50% or below. Mark Andrews, Kittle, Jimmy Graham, uh, Zach Ertz, um, Dallas Goddard, one for three. Jared Cook, one for three. Higby, one for four. Gasicki, one for four. Hayden Hurts, Evan Ingram, Austin Hooper. Uh, the list goes on and on. You know, Gronkowski, one for four. I mean, it's just unbelievable how inconsistent the tight ends have been and, you know, we were, were kind of excited about the depth at consistency at the tight end position. It is not there so far through week four. Again, it's only week four. Still got 12 weeks to go. We don't panic. Uh, but it is still a little concerning. Any more thoughts on the tight end position, um, you know, guys that you see there that are, you know, good or bad list? Well, a couple of guys towards the, the bottom here that you were talking about, a couple of surprises. You know, you look at Tyler Higby and Evan Ingram. Their quarterbacks aren't playing well either. So, I mean, right. you got to chalk it up to a little bit of that quarterback play, too, especially Evan Ingram with Daniel Jones at quarterback. Right. Uh, going a little further up the list, I mentioned Mo Alley Cox earlier. That's a guy that you plucked off waivers. But also, Dalton Schultz is a guy that you plucked off oh, waivers. Yeah. It's two for four. So, with that offense having to throw as much as they as much as they're going to have to with all the weapons that they have, and he still get, got a little bit left over for Dalton Schultz to get in the end zone and post some numbers. If he he's a guy that you might scoop up if he's still out there in a more shallow league, but I, I got to say my boys Waller and uh, Andrews doing okay for me in King's Classic, and then it's cool to see Noah Fant up there. Noah Fant's a guy that I really liked going in just because I felt like with KJ Hamler, um, with Jerry Judy, the r- rookies they were going to have to to focus on, and no matter who's back there at quarterback, I felt like he was going to be a solid checkdown option, and didn't see the Cortland Sutton injury coming, so. That helps him out as well. But, yeah, Noah Fant's kind of that last man standing as well, but definitely benefiting from it for sure. Yeah, definitely. So, all right, well, 
good show as always. A lot to talk about. A lot of good stuff going on. Um, so, you know, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you and uh, t- tell us how your Rays are doing. <laughs> uh, let's see. Last I checked, a couple bombs by the Rays. I believe it's 7-2 to two nice. now. Yeah, 7-2 to two in the sixth inning. So hopefully I did not jinx them. They had a little bit of a lead the other night, and they let that slip away. But they came back last night and won. Um, so baseball season winding down, fantasy baseball season obviously over with. What a what a uh, crap fest that was. I'm glad that's over with. Uh, Van and myself, we're taking a little break from the podcast. Um, if you want to tune in last week, they gave out their postseason awards. I missed that one, but um, it was uh, Van and a uh, friend of the show, Brian Vaughn, did a great job filling in. Um, we'll take a little bit of time off, and then we'll be back with the Dynasty show, starting our minor league previews probably after World Series time. Find me at the Real Mod Day on Twitter, and of course at BigGuyFantasySports.com. Also, look for the, king, the uh, consistently cashing this week. We got off the schneid last week. We've had a couple of good weeks, so we made up for weeks one and two for sure. Yeah, I think we had a good week on the prop bets as well. So uh, awesome. don't forget, listen to uh, Colby and I on Saturday mornings as well as we do the prop, prop it like it's hot show and keep uh, feeding you some good information so you can win on Thrive or any of your prop bets as well. And, uh, of course, check out all the articles. We've got a new writer, Bobby Smith, just checked in. Uh, he's doing what's called the Flukes and the Flames. Who is a fluke and who is on fire? So check it out, Bobby Smith. Good stuff. Uh, and that is free. So his and David Guattari's uh, waiver wire ads are both. Uh, you don't have to have a subscription. You can just look at those for free. Sign up for the uh, daily email, or the, the email blast, and uh, those go out quite a few times a week, and you can get those as well. So everybody have a great week. Thanks again for listening. Uh, everybody just have a great week. Take care. God bless.